Alright, welcome to B.O. Boys for Wednesday, April 15th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it, we're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And you know what? Today was going to be tax day, but it ain't tax day anymore, baby. It's B.O. Boy Day. Oh yeah, send us your your checks. Yeah. And expect no refunds. Exactly. So, we got some stuff to talk about. We got some numbers. I love numbers. It was last night when we found out there were numbers, that there were actual box office numbers. I texted you that, and we were just harding all the text back and forth. It was Which is not a thing we do. We're thumbs up or we're exclamation points. We're not hearts. Mm -mm. But we had to heart these numbers. Yeah, yeah. Because we had a new movie. We had a new movie this weekend. Yep. And we're in a brave yeah. new world now. Yeah. Because we're talking, I, I, we're talking about Trolls World Tour. I can't say it. See, fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm a mush mouth. Trolls World Tour. It is a hard thing to say. It is. It's hard for kids to say. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's it, something that if you have a lisp, if you are have trouble with sibilance, Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. just that's just like uh, hoping that kids sound stupid. Well, though this is a great time for those kids because they're not in school, so they're not in the playground saying, "Hey, did you see Trouble with Tua?" You know, yeah. they're they're not saying that to other kids. They're just by themselves saying it out loud in, in an empty room. They're so no one's there to beat them up. They're hopefully saying it to a loving parent. Sure, sure. But, I mean, the parent's not going to be there all day, and the kid is going to, at some point, talk to a wall about the movie that they just watched. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, at this point. And a lot of them, a lot of these kids, the Mushmouths and the Clear Talkers, a lot of them watched Trolls World Tour this weekend. It was a massive opening. Okay, well, you're you're buying into the hype. I love the hype. I mean, it's we finally have a, a movie that is opened up with with real numbers. I, I'm excited. I'm I'm I am fully on board with the hype. Trolls World Tour is a hit because it it's the first movie in God knows how long that has made millions of dollars opening weekend. Well, okay, so you got to put a caveat there because it didn't make oh. millions of dollars in the theater. It made. It made thousands of dollars in 13 drive-ins. Well, so do we want to talk drive-ins first before we get into the VOD numbers? Yeah, so so we also were texting about this the other night. There are still, what, mm-hmm. 13 drive-ins uh, open in America? Yes. And we don't have it for this episode, but we were talking about this. This is something we need to start doing over the next couple of weeks. We got to start getting in touch with these drive-ins and see what the hell is going on. Talk to these great people who are running these great drive-ins. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to hear. I was looking and I sent you some screenshots. I was going on the websites of some of these drive-ins that are still open. And just to see them having advertisements, you know, and a, and a schedule that's showing you could go tonight and watch these movies at eight o'clock. It just made me feel. Uh, it, it made me feel alive in a way I haven't in a long time. To yeah. know that there's people who are making plans and saying tonight, at eight o'clock, we're gonna go watch Joker in well, the theater. Well, and, you mentioned so it's funny you mentioned that because we were looking at some of the movies that are still playing. Mm-hmm. At some of these drive-ins, and they do double features, so they'll have the Joker or Joker and Harley Quinn together, mm-hmm. and then they also were still showing. One of them was still showing my boy Brahms. Yep, Brahms several the of boy them too. Brahms the boy too is still in theaters right now. Well, you know what? Because horror movies are perennial drive-in staples, mm-hmm. so you want to get those scares because you want. Obviously, like I've said before about scary movies, you know, it forces people to touch you. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess not. It's it's not great in this atmosphere. But if you're in a car with somebody at a drive-in, the assumption is that you've already given that person whatever you're going to give them. Exactly. If you're in a car together at this point, you've got what the other one's got. And that doesn't just that doesn't just go for COVID. No, no. It's it's you know like uh, regular colds. And venereal diseases, of course. Yeah. Uh, and acne that's transferable. I don't know. Is acne transferable? Yeah. I think if you if you pop a zit and you touch it and then you touch somebody else, they, they, they could break out. Right. Right. So if you're in a car together, you got all that stuff. Exactly. So go to a horror movie, jump up, scare, jump on each other's lap. It doesn't matter. You've given them everything you're going to give them already. So, um, so so we got some numbers from the drive-ins, right? And, yes. and Trolls, what, made six, 60K? It made at the drive-in theaters, let's see. Um, yeah, it looks like it made about $60,000 at the drive-in. Um. 25 so actually it says about 20 I'm looking at deadlines article from Monday about 25 drive-ins booked DreamWorks Trolls World Tour so there was apparently 25 drive-ins that are open in America um and they uh the reporter uh got some individual figures from the different theaters and in total they added up to about $60,000 okay nationwide for opening weekend okay that's pretty good. The uh, the highest grossing was the Sacramento Six, where it made thirteen thousand dollars and made some more money in uh, Enos, Texas, uh, Greenwood, South Carolina, Amarillo, Texas, and of course several theaters in Florida. Yeah, Florida seems to still be kicking. There, there might be a, there might be a theater that is an enclosed theater that's open in Florida. Oh, definitely. I I am starting to feel like there's going to be more and more theaters opening up in Florida in the coming weeks. You think so? You think they're they're done? They're done with I, the distancing. Yeah, I think Florida's done. I think they've had enough, um, and I think that. There's a good chance that Tenet opens up at 3,000 theaters in July, and all those theaters are in the state of Florida. Or in the state of Florida. So you yeah. think that people are going to start putting up tents? Like this yes. is going to be – come down. I'm going to – I'm going to. Uh, this is a bootleg. I videotaped Trolls World Tour off of my TV, and I'm projecting mm-hmm. it on a screen in a tent, and that is now a theater. Yes, I think I think makeshift uh, self-owned tent theaters in the state of Florida are going to be about twenty percent of our economy in in the rest of this year. And so, how, I think that's a boom industry is is make your own theater in Florida. Will they report the cash that they get? for these screenings like no. are are they going to be counting the money out of the tin sanka can that people are putting it in and they're going to report that to deadline is that's not going to happen right so i don't think that's going to happen bo yeah i think that's the big problem aside from uh you know uh causing more pandemic i think the big problem with these bootleg florida theaters is they're not going to release the numbers to us yeah for our purposes for our purposes, yeah. that's that's the most important thing. And yeah, spreading the virus is one thing, but not giving us firm opening weekend numbers. That's that's when you're really uh, doing wrong. Well, speaking of dubious opening week numbers, you're, you, let's talk about what they're reporting for this VOD drop of Trolls. Now, just to give our listeners, if you're new... And you see Trolls World Tour in uh, in the title of this, and you're you're researching this this movie. Originally, when before all the social distance, well, not necessarily social distancing, but the shelter in place and uh, pretty much the shutdown of our economy, Trolls moved into a new opening weekend 
to take the place of the Bond film that moved to November. Mm -hmm. And it was expecting to open in theaters, but also drop in VOD. Now, this Mm -hmm. was when they thought that there'd be more theaters open. They didn't realize how bad that this pandemic was going to get. So it has kind of turned into a almost exclusively a VOD blockbuster film. So this is the Mm -hmm. first film that hasn't been released in a wide, wide, wide sense that Mm -hmm. was supposed to be a, a, a theatrical blockbuster that is going to VOD first. Because when you look at Onward, when you look at Invisible Man, when you look at any of those films, they had already had at least a week or multiple weeks at theaters. And so they, mm. they, the, the window is usually 90 days from when you're, you're in the theater to when you can be available on VOD, correct? Mm-hmm. And yes, this, correct. this has just gotten rid of that window completely. And the thought is, if this movie does as well as they're claiming it did, which they're saying that it's about $40 million people have spent to rent this movie for 48 hours at $19.99 a pop, that if that kind of opening is the same kind of opening it would have had in the theater. Mm -hmm. And therefore, why not do this all the time? Right. Well, okay, so let's start off. So we're going with the number of $40 million. That seems to be the projected opening weekend of VOD that Trolls World Tour did. But again, it's dubious because we don't have uh, we don't know, have a way to accurately report it. So we don't know if that's way more, way less, if it's exact. We just don't know at this point. This is a brave new world, as I said earlier. Why do you think that Universal isn't touting a firm number? Because you think that they don't. Because it seems like this would actually be a much easier calculation than getting movie theater, you know, domestic theatrical opening weekends. Because with that, you're gathering numbers from. Thousands and thousands of uh, uh, of different uh, individual theaters, you know, owned by different people. Half of them are scam artists. They're not telling the truth. But with VOD, there's basically like five or six places that do VOD business. iTunes is the only one that really matters. Maybe Amazon. Like, it doesn't really... Are we seriously getting a lot of sales from Fandango Play or whatever? So... I would think that it would be pretty easy to just calculate the the final number for this. I mean, you would think, but I think they also are like the fact that they can kind of cover their tracks and say whatever they want to say because right. there's not there's not any theater owners to say, hey, this is bullshit. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. What? I, it just surprises me because it seems like it did well, you know, from what they said. It, basically, the, the announcement was 10 times the opening of the previous record holder, which is Jurassic World, which would, you know, that made like $3 million opening day. So you basically the calculation that we're going with is around $40 million for the weekend. I, I, I don't know why Universal just doesn't say that. It's pretty it sounds impressive. I mean, does it though? Because when you think about it, so forty million dollars. If let's break this down, because let's break it down for us, nineteen ninety nine to pay for a movie ticket is not crazy because we live in a major metropolitan area. We live in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if I were to go see a movie and I wasn't an A list member, a proud and happy. A-list member, AMC A-list, mm-hmm. get well soon, AMC. I, I would pay eighteen bucks to say to see trolls. Mm-hmm. But if you're living in the stacks, if you're a plain Billy, right? The theater you go to, the ticket is seven bucks. So when we're counting those people paying nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. instead of seven, this should be a way higher amount if it was actually doing the kind of business 
that it would do in a theater. Well, okay, so the the first Trolls movie, which came out in uh, November of 2016, right? So that came out November of 2016, and it opened with $46 million at yeah. the domestic box office. So this type of movie usually doesn't do bigger business in its sequels. You know, it's one thing for, like, the good kids' movies to do better as the franchise goes on, your Toy Stories or your Frozens. But Trolls is a trash kid series, sort of like the Smurfs or uh, Secret Life of Pets. And those movies usually have diminishing returns. Secret Life of Pets opened at, like, uh, the second movie opened at, like, half of what the first movie did. So Trolls world tour if it came out theatrically it wouldn't be expected to have done as big of a uh, opening weekend as the first movie did so if we're saying that vod this movie made 40 million dollars and the first one made 46 it's like that's actually a pretty good opening weekend yes Uh, yeah so i think this did well i think trolls world tour is a hit and i think we should be celebrating it but it, that 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 those numbers aren't box office. They're modern box office. Well, listen, we they're just, the new bo. We just gave Phoenix, Oregon, last episode. We gave them so much shit right. for this crap for the same exact thing. But I think the difference with Phoenix, Oregon, and they still have not answered for their crimes. They were calling it virtual box office they were trying to to perpetuate the myth that their watch at home sales were box office trolls world tour they are their campaign is not based on a lie they're being very forthright that this is video on demand they did not try and invent a term that tricks people into thinking this is box office therefore i am more willing to call it box office because they didn't lie to me. All right, but we still can't until we figure out what's going to happen in the future. We can't. I am not willing to call this box office yet. All right, because so, here's what's at stake with Trolls World okay. Tour. Why, like I said before, why then theaters at all? Or why would these studios continue to Mm -hmm. uphold the window that 90 day window because when they can see they can make money without the middleman why do they necessarily need that middleman right well i think those are two different questions because i think the 90 day window is going to change a lot post-COVID. I think when theaters do come back, whenever that is, you, and and I'm sure the theaters are going to fight this because they're the ones who want to keep that 90-day window from opening weekend to when you could start selling it on VOD and rental and all that. I think that's going to have to change. I I can't imagine that movies are going to have that kind of gap anymore. So, I think that is just going to be something where movies are going to come out. They're going to be in theaters for exclusively for some amount of time. And it's then going to be available VOD a lot quicker than they used to. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think when you look at The Hunter, you look at Invisible Man, those VOD releases happen because of the pandemic but I think that's like not a bad model where it's basically in theaters for a couple of weeks. You get that big opening weekend, which is when most people see things anyway. And then while it's still fresh in your head and you've seen this like three month advertising campaign, then it's on your television. Yeah. So the people behind the films know whether they have a hit Friday morning 
And yes. now we know as well because because you know, of us. Yeah, well, because of us, but also, you know, Friday morning you you get the 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 Thursday night previews mm-hmm. uh, numbers, and we already know what's a bomb and what's uh, Bafo Bobo. Yeah. So Steven Soderbergh was on, I believe he was on the Bill Simmons podcast or some podcast mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a year or so ago, and he was talking about one of the films he put out called Unsane which was okay. a small budget movie and it wasn't meant to be a blockbuster, but some of those films, like you look at the Blumhouse movies that are made for $5 million. They end up making 40, 50 more mm-hmm. than that. If you're invisible man. And he saw Friday morning, this movie is tanking. This mm-hmm. movie is going to tank. So mm-hmm. his thought is why in that, in that, situation can you not call an audible and Mm -hmm. say next weekend this is vod like he said push a button and that movie's out of theaters right give those screens to something else the theaters don't want it yeah But, but but if you're a theater don't you want to put in your theater what people want to see like here's an example Mm-hmm. If the Joker, the Joker was a juggernaut, and we've said this that the Joker is the most lucrative property, the most lucrative thing in all film right now. Yes, I Joker mean, is is up there with Leo as our biggest movie star. So if 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 people are going to see Joker, mm-hmm. and you're limited to a certain amount of screens, and you're playing some stinker right next to right. it, and there's crickets, right. and there's one pervert in there doing what he's going to do, right? Right. Why not clear those perverts out and put Joker on that screen and then whatever was in that theater, shove it to VOD. Yes. And new, and you'll have more perverts in there who are going to see Joker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the other perverts will stay. They'll stay anyway because they got nowhere else to go. So you'll just have uh, more perverts who are paying you. But you're not. But you're gonna have people around those perverts. Yes, and you'll have regular people mixed in with the perverts. And hopefully, and, that will socialize the perverts, or mm-hmm. that will normalize perversion. Yes. I don't yes. know if that pervert's gonna infect infect everybody, or if it's gonna be the other way around. Yes. yes. You know. But who knows? But either way, you're not gonna know unless you put the stinker on VOD and you put Joker in the theater. Yeah, so like I understand why the theaters, the theaters want, want, they're open so that they can sell snacks. Yes. That's the other thing is like a theater is really just a bad restaurant with a, with, with a lot of background noise. Right. I mean, the theatrical movie business really is a long con to sell Mike and Ike's. Yes. Yeah. But and and from the theater point of view, I think one of the things they're scared of when you close the window is the idea that people are going to think I don't have to see this in the theater because in 3 weeks I'll be able to watch it at home. But uh, honestly, I think the movie uh, going to the movies is just a thing that people do because it's a thing they could do. You know, like, if you're going to go see... I, I I very much doubt that psychology where people are going to say, I would have went to go see this movie tonight in the theater, except I'll wait two weeks or three weeks to see it on TV. They're just going to go because they got a date or they're cheating on their wife and they got to bring the girl somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, or I don't know. Those are the two reasons I could think of to go see a movie right now, but those are the two reasons. But, but there is, there has been a major cultural shift in the since we we were kids where Mm -hmm. there was an element of we're going to, to a movie. We're going to the movies. What movie? It doesn't matter. Nowadays you go to see a specific movie Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's because you weren't looking in the newspaper to see what movies coming out. You're looking on an app. You, you know what movies are out. Right. You're not just going to show up and be like, 
oh, what's new? I mean, rarely right. there are people that do that, but most people are so connected that they know when something's opening and they know right. when they want to go. So why not, as a theater chain, take advantage of that and and have movies that people you know are going to go see and mm-hmm. eliminate the crapshoot of movies that could not necessarily do well, you know, or give them a weekend or two weeks and then give them a place to go. And then that that's not a failure for the studio. Right. Because I mean, then they'll make their example, money on VOD. And take, for example, something like Charlie's Angels had mm-hmm. a massive marketing campaign. Tr- trailers that played for months and months. Yes. Posters everywhere. Billboards in the cities that count. And the movie bombed opening weekend. Mega bomb. Yes. Single digit opening weekend. One of the all-time bombs. Mm -hmm. But if that movie the following weekend was available on VOD, I think just based on the fact that so many people were aware of that, it would have probably done pretty well. Whereas like six months later, when a movie like that finally gets to VOD and, and DVD and, you know, Fandango play or whatever... People have forgotten that they saw all those commercials for it. So they see that and they're like, didn't this movie come out 30 years ago? Yeah. You know, there's there's no newness factor to it. That that's actually a very great point is that you need to parlay that ad money into a win instead of a loss. And if you're right, if those ads just use those ads for the VOD. All you got to do is yeah. change a little thing at the bottom that says available at home. Yeah. Instead of in theaters. Yeah. And and a movie like Charlie's Angels, I think if it bombed opening weekend and then second weekend was available for the $20 rental, that second weekend VOD might have done more money than the opening weekend at the box office. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, and not saying that that turns that movie into a hit. But it turns that movie into less of a failure. But but then also, as a theater owner, you're not worried about, oh, so we got to have this in our theater for another couple weeks. No, you put Joker in there. You put Joker in there. Yes. And that's the other thing is just always have jo- always have a thumb drive with Joker on it. Yes. Because then yes. if, if, if worst case scenario, a movie tanks so much that they take it out of theaters on Saturday because it does so badly. Yep. Joker's in there Sunday, 10 a.m. showing. Yeah. Joker's in there Saturday midnight showing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think this makes sense. Yeah. But, but there's a lot at stake with, with trolls. And so— Well, so we talked about the—you know, that's sort of the, the scenario of shortening the window. Mm-hmm. But the other thing you raised was— not putting things into, you know, taking big movies that would have been theatrical releases and not putting them in theaters and all, yeah. at all. And I don't think this Trolls opening weekend really leads to that. No. And also, I don't, it is a big movie, but it's not Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. Black Widow... Or some of those Marvel movies, they need to open in triple digits yeah. on that opening weekend. And I don't know if, you know, we haven't seen that level of hit yet. Trolls World Tour is definitely the biggest VOD hit we've ever had. Mm-hmm. But it was $40 million. And I think until a movie goes straight to VOD and has an opening weekend at $100 million, $150 million, I don't think that realistically the big blockbuster movies are going to consider this option. No, and I think as always, the movies that are going to suffer are the middle class movies. Yes. The movies that are the Ben Affleck in The Way Back. Mm-hmm. That movie would, that's a movie you go, and, and, and look at... Um, Issa Rae and Kumal's movie, mm-hmm. Lovebirds, mm-hmm. that's going to go to Netflix. And that makes sense. And that made sense even before COVID. Right. 
And and one of the moves that just happened since our last episode was My Spy, uh, the Dave Bautista starrer that had been moved around the calendar seemed to have the worst luck of any movie because STX was going to go bankrupt if they tried to push it out this past summer. Now right. it's ending up on Amazon, where it should have Which been all along. Which feels like a good place. But those movies, especially something like The Way Back, that also feels to me like the perfect movie to get a two-week theatrical release followed by an immediate VOD, mm-hmm. where you're basically using theatrical to just get the people who really want to see it immediately. And you're you're not you're not banking on that having to be in theaters for months. You know, like I don't think all these movies need to necessarily go to either streaming or theaters. I think they just need to build in a shorter theatrical run. Yeah, cuz here's here's the issue though as BO boys. Mm-hmm. We use box office as the barometer. Yes, as all people should. And I think mm-hmm. it's problematic for you to be talking about Trolls World Tour right. as BO right now because right. If you start to say, okay, we're putting the way back out for two weeks, see Mm -hmm. how it does, and then take it to VOD, that then lessens the importance of a big opening and Mm -hmm. Bafa Bobo. Because then you're going to say, well, it wasn't intended to be a hit in the theaters. We just put it in the theater for the people who wanted it. And then that creates a, and then it goes to VOD, and that creates a whole another class of movies that we are no longer allowed to judge by the barometer that we use, and right, our yardstick right. becomes not as, not it's always going to be important, but it's going to be not as accurate of success. Right, right. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, we are analysts, and all we could do was analyze. The things that exist, mm-hmm. you know, we have no effect on whether uh, th- this business model will happen or not. So it's on us to figure out how to analyze whatever the business becomes. Yeah, I just think it's, you know, little... I mean, the cleanest thing for us is, of course, everything is all box office based. Everyone's going back to the theaters. All the theaters are open in a couple of months and things go back to the way they were. Yeah, I think it's it's. It is hard right now to make any sort of long-term definitive statements about anything. And that goes for not just BO, but just life in general. Right, right. So I I do, but do you, do you, you do understand that you, you, right now we can't call what Trolls did at home box office. It's still going to be VOD numbers. Mm-hmm. at the moment until they get folded in in some future time. I guess I was just so excited to see numbers and to see a number that felt like an opening weekend number. You know, when yeah. I saw that $40 million number, I was like, great, that's a movie opening. Yes. What's going to open next weekend and make $50 million? Yeah. Well, you know, so- I, I think I just got excited that Trolls World Tour the VOD numbers, is this a return to normalcy? And obviously well, it's not. To talk about that a little bit is that, so that's really going to be the only new movie coming out for a long while, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be yeah. doing a lot of business at drive-ins. Like this Trolls, we were talking about how, you know, Phoenix, Oregon could have had a long run at number one. But I think Trolls is going to have a long run at number one because is there anything new coming out? I mean, nothing new, but like we said, we looked at these schedules and they're still showing Joker. Yeah. You know, if you were to tell me, if you were to ask me July, July 15th at the, you know, Saratoga, Sarasota 6 drive-in theater, which I imagine exists. What is going to be the highest grossing movie they have that weekend? Is it going to be Trolls World Tour or is it going to be Joker? Yeah. I mean, if I had to bet money, 
I would say Trolls World Tour, they're probably not showing it in July, and Joker is probably still there. Yeah. Well, as the schedule looks right now, the next movie to come out, now this uh, this could move, is June 19th, The King of Staten Island. The Pete Davidson starer is still on the schedule for June 19th. I mean, do you think he's in, he doesn't know? I mean, I mean, listen, I guess it's not his call. He might not know, but that doesn't matter. It's going to get moved. Or the thing is, this definitely is a movie that could go to a streaming service. Yeah, this feels like is is God, I, I hate even the fact that we're talking about this right now. But will HBO Max be available by June? Is not that supposed to come out any day now? The, I believe it is HBO July, maybe June okay. or July. Cause that to me feel well, actually strike that this was a universal picture, right? I believe so. So yes, this makes so much sense to just go straight to Peacock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, you this got feels the... like a Peacock situation. Yeah. So then July 10th is the Untitled Purge fifth movie. Huh. That, that could be actually a crazy first movie for people to go see after social distancing. Oh my God. Everyone just lets loose. Because that will be crazy, either uh, like cathartic in a positive way or riot inducing. Yeah. Cause it's going to be tensions are high. People are frightened of just at the sight of other people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some people are overly excited at the sight of other people. Yeah. And then they look up on the screen and it's a purge movie. You know, not to be one of those critics who 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 thinks violence is going to be incited. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I'm going to walk that all the way back. Put the purge out in theaters and let people do what they will. Yeah, yeah. These movies are not powerful enough to cause social no. Yeah, upheavals. So um, if if that hmm, if movies can't come out by then, the purge feels like a good candidate though to do what trolls just did, which is to do drive-ins and straight to VOD. Absolutely, it's a perfect drive-in movie. Well, because we. Oh, sorry. You go. Yeah, and I could see the new Purge movie also doing like some crazy VOD opening weekend. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a big... That would make more money in VOD than it would its opening weekend because it's the fifth movie. There's diminishing returns. But if you are able to see it first at home, there's going to be a newness to it. Yeah. that's what, That's a movie that a smart move might be to just surprise drop it like a week with a week's lead time mm, on yeah. VOD. Yeah. Say you do a Cloverfield like they did right. when, like they did at the, um, the, the Super Bowl, Bowl a couple years ago. Just drop it. Cloverfield would be on Netflix that night. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it right in the middle of one of Trump's speeches. Yes. And he just announces he announces the purge and walks off and uh, everyone is terrified. Well, but then you figure out that it's not, it's a movie, not a real thing. Yes. Yes. It would take a while though, but by but then it would be it's worth it. too late. By then it's too late. So yeah. real quick. Cause so the reason why there's nothing in June other than Staten Island is soul. The Pixar movie that was supposed to come out June 19th is now coming out November 20th. 2020 so it's it got moved wow. to thanksgiving so november is just packed. ridiculously packed right now because bond had already moved to november mm-hmm. and then i know we talked about last week but like december also got packed right because the ryan reynolds free guy movie had moved from summer to early december yes and top gun maverick moved to december mm-hmm so we're looking at November and December are just full-on summer movie months. 
Yes, that's what it's looking like. And at the moment, July 17th, if we're talking about summer, Tenet is still holding its ground. And that might that might be the first movie that people can see. Maybe. Right. But it's tenuous. Like July is very tenuous, but I think the thing with Warner Brothers and with Nolan mm-hmm. is that they they probably don't have as much flexibility as Disney to move right. things around. Because when Disney moves a Marvel movie, they just move back all of the dates they already have blocked out on the right. calendar because all the other companies give them leeway. Right. They give them those dates. Right. Same thing with Pixar. Pixar moved a Pixar movie in order to move soul. So you're just going to have those spots and those slots and these other companies need to work around right. other companies. So it's a little bit harder and Warner brothers is big, but I do think that that July 17th is such a big date and they don't right. want to give it up unless they know for sure. Well, here is a thought that I just had. Great. So, Spew it out. Don't even so, think about no, censoring we're not yourself. E- it's of a raw course feed. not. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. So Tenet right now is like the only big movie coming out in July. Basically, the only movie coming out on its date or anywhere around it. Yes. And... There's not going to be any movies that have already been in theaters at that point if it comes out. No, Milan is coming big... out the 24th. So that's the only thing coming like after that it's going to be after that. Mulan. So the big, you know, the big thought that everyone's having when we start to open stuff up eventually is still doing it in a way where people are not on top of each other. It's not mm-hmm. like there's going to be a light switch flipped and everyone could just go back to just, you know, rolling on each other and just sweating it up and, you know, yeah. being right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So when Tenet opens, you're going to have all these movie theaters that are completely empty. Nothing showing there already. Just Tenet. You could basically put Tenet on every screen in America. Yes. And... Just let people have their own screening rooms. Yeah. You know, or or space it out to the point where it's just you and your buddies, you get your own tenant room because the only thing that's showing is tenant. You know, so it's like you get to just have your own private screening of tenant. Go with your buddies, take a row apiece. Yes. And you know what? We're already moving towards more spacious seating in theaters, less seats in theaters. Let's go the whole way. Private theaters. Let's act. Well, but even maybe not so much that, but that's great. I think, I think for some other theaters that have bigger spaces, Mm -hmm. you do the social distancing all the time. Yes. The seating should be pandemic friendly from now on. So yes. you're not sitting near anybody. And if you are with somebody, so if you're going there with a mate of right. some sort, they do have double seats, mm-hmm. but you have to book those as a couple. Yes. Right? So you can't have a random dude sitting in a in a love seat with you. And there's right. only a few of those. Maybe right. one or two per theater. And they're called lover's seats. They have like big vegas style signs you know pointing with hearts pointing down so everyone knows these are lovers and you have to have a either marriage certificate Mm -hmm. or a civil union certificate Mm -hmm. or some other way of showing that you are a partner to this person yeah leaked photos possibly yeah things like that in order to to book those seats Yes. Right. So yes. I, this might limit the first date appeal of movies, but they're always the most annoying people to go see movies with because mm-hmm. they want to talk through the whole thing because they're getting to right. know each other. It's like, go, go, go somewhere else if you want to get to know somebody. Okay. Right. Well, they'll maybe have stations for that, you know, like booths that the first date couples could go to at a movie theater. 
So just like booths outside of the theater. Yes, yes. Okay. We'll call them getting to know you booths. All right. I mean, you know that people are going to fuck in those. Well, I mean, I was trying to be discreet, but that is what those booths are for. They're fuck stations. Yeah. I'm not against fuck stations. But not not fucking because that doesn't happen in movie theaters, but like the what? kind the level of sex that happens in movie theaters, that's what's allowed in the getting to know you booths. Okay. So the popcorn trick. Yeah. The, the nacho soda trick. Soda trick. Nacho soda trick, trick. Yeah. All the tricks. Yeah. yeah. So I really do love this idea of year-round movie theater pandemic seating. It's because all you have to do is rip out a bunch of seats and just leave space there. Yes. And put up plexiglass maybe so people really get some separation. And you put a drain at the bottom of the theater mm-hmm. and you spray it down with a hose every night. Yes. Like they do the MTA, the, the subway platforms. And yes. all the muck and all the mire goes down into that drain. So yeah. even if there is a pandemic, everybody's safe. You can still go to the theater and everything just gets sprayed down at the yes. end of the night. You open up some like uh, uh, fire hydrant, like the end of Roger Rabbit, where they just turned on the turned on all the pipes, washed everything away. Wasn't that acid? It was acid. Yeah. Well, they use water to wa- wash the acid away. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, listen. That's the most vivid uh, memory I have of water uh, cleaning things. Is it Roger Rabbit? Yeah. But I mean, I think those these are all things that you can implement as theater owners in right. order to be ready. Right. But but again, I think if Tenant is able to stick to its July opening. It could basically play in every single screen in America because there will be no other movies at that point. Mm-hmm. And you could really socially distance people because it'll be a movie opening on, I don't know, are there 100,000 screens in, in America? Open them on 100,000 screens. Yeah. that they could, it, do a, they could do an opening weekend where that movie makes $90 million and no one has to sit next to anyone. God, what a dream. What a dream yeah. that would be. So, I mean, I think that makes sense. So, here's the thing, because we haven't been able to do this for a while. Yeah. Bet on something. Do you think Tenet yes. opens on its date? The date is, what was it, July 24th? 14th? July 24th. Yes. No, I'm sorry. July 17th. I, I misspoke. Yes. July 17th. Does Tenet open in enclosed theaters? I think so. I think it has. I think what it's done is it stood firm so that nothing comes before it and it will be able to just open everywhere and keep people very far apart. So I think, yes, I think it's going to open on July 17th. What percentage? Yeah. Of people social distanced and abided by the rules, washed their hands for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. How many of them did it so that they could flatten the curve in order to see Tenet on July 17th? I mean, Nolan is so popular. Right. I mean, he is an anticipated filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He is he he's the name that is selling this film, and oh, he hasn't had a movie since Dunkirk, which he was a huge summer hit. Yep, and I feel like he's this, Mr. July. This movie is about like I think this movie is maybe more appealing than Dunkirk, mm-hmm. because it has that kind of weird puzzle shit that he loves to do. Right. So Although I th- Dunkirk was legitimately World War II, and people love World War II. At, well, absolutely. That's that's the IP. And he was yeah. honest about it. Yes. Not like COVID-19-17. Yeah. So I think that there is a very large percentage of the populace that social distanced and flattened the curve because of Tenet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. 
And I feel like to move this movie would be dangerous socially because yes. then those people would feel upset that what they did in their mind did not do anything. Yes. So then you're going to get them saying, oh, I might as well just go out and spit on people. Yep. Because yep. these I'm, fans, they're I extremists. Might as well, I might as well go lick packages. Yeah, exactly. I'll lick packages. I'm going to do uh, Ariana Grande, and I'm going to lick donuts. Yep. Is that what she? Is that who did that? She did that years ago. It hasn't been confirmed whether she has stopped doing it during the pandemic. Okay, so she needs to... I feel like if somebody has done something once, they need to consistently say that they aren't continuing to do it. So like someone like Winona Ryder needs to, I think, every week put out a press release that says, I have not shoplifted anything in a week. Yeah, I can see that. Right, just it would probably get lost in the current news cycle, but she might as well just keep doing it. Well, right now she she's unable to. Yeah, but she might be stealing packages from right. people's doorsteps. Who knows? Right. Anyway, I do think that that is a scary thing if this movie moves. Scarier yes. than the fact that Top Gun moved and uh, Fast Nine F Nine moved. This is the one. This yeah. is the one that will point to the crumbling of society. Yep. Yeah. And we don't want the Nolan fanboys to go out there and start spitting on people and licking packages. We want them to feel like their self-isolation mattered. Yes. So that's why I think these theaters have to adapt to a bunch of different things going forward. They got to adapt to the VOD window being shortened and they mm -hmm. got to adapt to the 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 social distancing that we're all going to have to do for who knows maybe yeah. months maybe years yeah yeah rip out some seats give everyone some space install some getting to know you booths outside the screening room and fuck stations we'll be fine f stations whatever you want to call sure them. well maybe maybe you could call them f stations there's no way you could label them as fuck stations in like a newspaper ad what if you called them lube depots I, I, I just don't think the theaters are going to be able to get away with that. What and if I don't you think call them In-N-Out booths? In-N-Out um, booths. You might get sued by In-N-Out Burger. That's the only problem there. What if it it's... It might be a copyright infringement. In... In-N-Out... Wait, no, that's it already is In-N-Out, right? Because it's yeah. In-N-Out. Yeah, they thought of that already. Ah, oh, shit. I think getting to know you booths. Okay. All right. So... So, was there one more big story that you want to touch on? Oh, well, this is is pretty huge. Yeah. Bob Iger, the disgraced head of Disney, mm -hmm. who stepped down because he was not able to... Per well, it's not that he wasn't able to. He did not purchase Sonic. Right. And Sonic ended up making Buffa Bobo. Yep. It the totally last true blockbuster of the year, actually. Yeah. Sonic was, was the last new movie to just dominate the box office. Just totally, thoroughly beat that dog's ass from Call of the Wild. Yep. Laid that dog to rest. It onward tanked. Which now, I'm reading on Deadline, they're, they're starting to blame COVID and... and, and we know that that's not the case. No, Disney is trying to rewrite history. Onward was a bomb. Sickness or no sickness, that movie was doing nothing. So we thought Iger was going to go off, tail between his legs. And this guy has been, I think, listening to some B.O. boys. Mm -hmm. And he wants to put it in our face. He wants to have another chance. So he has taken the reins at Disney during this crisis to try to right the ship. So he is back full on acting CEO of Disney. This is a Bloomberg situation. If nobody's familiar with Bloomberg, who was a presidential candidate for a hot mm -hmm. second, but also was mayor of New York City. Yep. And, you know, there's term limits. And the guy said, that doesn't apply to me. Yep. And that's what Bob Iger's saying. He's doing a Costanza. He's acting like He's he never stepped down. 
He's acting like yes. he never quit. Yes. So this guy is trying to write the ship. And part of me is like, you know what? That makes me respect him a little bit more. You respect someone who doesn't uh, keep their word. Yes. Okay. And I, I respect people that can get goaded into coming out of retirement just to shove it in people's faces. That, that I, that's the thing that I respect. Yeah. Yeah. Someone I, who's, who's petty and uh, uh, quick to anger. Yes. I get that. And, so, and I get acting on that. It, absolutely. So like he he feels more like us than he did before. Yes. Yes. Bob Iger has B.O. Boy blood in, in him. Yeah. He wants another shot. So do you, do you think he's back to buy Sonic? Well, he should. Right. And I feel like Sonic 2 is going to be a Disney production. I mean, like we said, onward bombs. You know Mulan is going to bomb. Uh-huh. Call the wild. That dog got its ass whipped. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, they, Disney needs Sonic. Well, because look at Soul. You got Soul coming up. And nobody, I mean, what is this movie Soul, Right. This movie's not going to do anything. The mm-hmm. next movie they pushed, so they pushed Soul, and then they pushed a dragon movie. There's it's it's a it's a dragon movie that they're doing. Right. Like Pixar has lost the plot. Marvel right. is is losing people's interest, and Disney Plus is is booming, but otherwise the, the, the Disney business. The parks are closed. Like, mm-hmm. Disney is taking a huge hit. Right. And this company that was riding high as of 2019 is starting a new decade in the dumpster. Right, right. And even just that announcement, you know, think of every day we're dealing with bad news. Press conferences that are just announcing nothing but bad news to citizens every day. If Disney was able to go out there, have their press conference on the the, the closed steps of the uh, Magic Kingdom and announce, we have acquired Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog will ride again under the Disney banner. That's, that's something that people would get behind. I think so. And that's what they've been doing that's all they do is they buy stuff. They bought Star right. Wars. They bought the Moppets. They bought right. uh, oh tiny Fuppets. I'm sorry. They bought the tiny Fuppets. They bought right. um, Garfield. Right. Like they, they have Garfield. They remember we just talked about this last last episode. Oh my God. They have yeah, they Garfield. Got, that's why Iger is back. Iger is back for one reason. It's not the parks. It's not. To, to get ESPN into shape. It's not to reschedule the Marvel movies. It is to finally right the wrong, to fix his legacy, and to buy Sonic. So he's. do you think he's willing to deplete all the resources that Disney has at their disposal mm-hmm. to acquire Sonic? Any means necessary. Does he take I, Disney down, f- like following and and hunting his white whale? Is this right, a right. Ahab Moby Dick situation? And Ahab doesn't w- win in the end, right? I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure. Because I forget I think he whether does, he but drowns he or blows the whale up with dynamite. Yeah, it's more like a. Like a physical win, but a moral loss, probably something like that. Because sometimes when you win, you actually lose, and sometimes when you lose, you actually win, and sometimes when you win, it's actually a tie. Right, right. Losses are usually always losses. Well, they're sometimes wins, but they're never ties. Right. I feel like Iger is not going to go for any of that Moby Dick moral victory bullshit. He wants this whale blown up. 
and he wants Sonic blown up, which means he wants to pay a ton of money for its uh, commercial rights. I mean, I think what I hope is that the Sonic people, the people who own this copyright, the people who own Sonic, I hope they're wannabe old boys and wannabe old girls, and they have this information, which is that Bob Iger will pay any sum to right that wrong. Because if they mm-hmm. know that, then they're in a good position. If they don't know that, then maybe Iger gets it for, you know, a fair price and moves on. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I don't know if the town, you know, I don't know if Hollywood understands the psychology of Bob Iger the way we do and our listeners now do. Yeah. Because there are a lot of petty people in Hollywood, but nobody as petty as us. Right, right. Yeah, so that's right. going to so be the, in, that's be interesting to watch Bob Iger struggle to right this wrong mm-hmm. under the cover of COVID. Yep. And yeah, he could he could end up like Captain Ahab at the end of Moby yeah. Dick. Oh, he could be legless for sure. When this is all over. I don't think that happens. I'm really not familiar enough with the text. I forget if he starts legless or ends legless, but I'm pretty sure Ahab, his peg leg is his big thing. So Bob Iger has to end up with a peg leg. Oh, because I think that's why he hates Moby Dick. Right. Right. So basically... Bob Iger's peg leg is that giant opening weekend of Sonic. Yeah, he he basically took the legs out of 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 uh, Call the Wild. Call the Wild. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now the metaphor works. It absolutely is is airtight. Yeah. So we'll be tracking this story for sure. The is, Disney attempted acquisition of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, and whether it destroys uh, an entire legacy in an entire company yes so pat is there anything else we want to talk about with the vod numbers is the top 10 are you looking at the itunes at all you know i think we could cover that next week i feel like vod the only real story right now was trolls world tour all right so we did it we did it of course we did it how could anyone I know. expect anything less than us doing it? I always, I always, uh, I need to build up suspense as to whether or not we believe that we did it or not. Yeah, I mean, we could try, but the audience is always going to come into this knowing we're going to do it. So it's just hard to build suspense about us failing. Well, they listen because you know, we we're do not it. Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we got won't no... have any wrongs to write. No. I've lived, I lived a probably spot, a, a pretty much spotless life. Yes. So, Pat, how can they contact us? You could contact us at our email address, theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Email us, let us know, of course, if you've been to a drive in movie theater during the pandemic. We want to hear about it. We want to hear your story. Uh, we want to hear your temperature. Let us know. Email us, theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's actually a pretty good, I would say just email us your temperature. Temperature yeah. check. Yeah. Put it in the subject. Um, and if it's a if it's too high, I'll know not to click into the email. Yes. Yes. I don't click anything over a hundred and two, right? Yeah, you can't. You can't. So this is normally when I would talk about the Patreon. Again, if you've been listening, we're doing a Patreon freeze. So we're not asking for money at this time. It does not mean that you shouldn't be saving that money for when the time is appropriate. So post-COVID, post-social distancing, mm-hmm. where you can then give us that money that you have been holding on to responsibly. So again... We're asking people do not pay now because we know mm-hmm. that times are tough. But right. does that not that does not mean that we don't expect payment in the future? So it is a freeze. Yes. It is not 
uh, completely giving people amnesty. No, it's not absolution. No, no absolution will be had. We still expect it. But again, it might be months from now. It might be years from now. So enjoy it now, but save. Enjoy it now. Be safe. If you want to check out our Patreon, it's Patreon. It's B.O. Boys Patreon. Just search for it. It's uh, the link in the show notes. You know the the drill. And uh, window shop. Exactly. Because you can't do it in real life. You shouldn't be doing it in real life. Right. If if you're in front of a shop standing there, you better have a brick in your hand, buddy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. otherwise, no, 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 no. Yeah, get away, go home. Look at our yeah. Patreon. There's imagine yeah. we're the windows uh, of Macy's. Yeah, exactly. So we did it, Pat. We did it. We did it, and Trolls World Tour did it. So until next time. We'll smell smell you you at at the the box box office. office. Nailed it.